Dharma talk is titled The Stone Woman Gets Up Dancing. This comes from, uh, I think, a ninth century text from ancient China by a lineage holder, Dongshan Lianqi. It's called the Hokyo Zammai of the Song of the Jewel Mirror Samadhi, or the Jewel Mirror Awareness. It's a jewel mirror because it's so incredibly valuable. That's why it's a jewel. And it is a, it's a mirror because the nature of reflection reflects our true nature if we look in it and just receive what the image is. So I, I wanted to, I gave a series of, I think, 12 talks back, uh, what was it, maybe in 2010, you know? Huh? Somewhere in there. They've all been uh, transcribed, but they haven't been published anywhere. On this very text, the hook is on mine. And one of the images there, and that's the title, When the Stone Woman Gets Up Dancing, is in right towards the end. And it goes, the full, that particular verse is, When the wooden man begins to sing, the stone woman gets up dancing. So the idea there is, is that through an image, it's a way to convey what, what occurs or what, what, how it shows up, uh, how it can show up that you, if, if someone is liberated from their, the cage of their afflictions, as it has been said, liberated from that then the liberation isn't about not having any more dancing not having any more activity having not having any more emotions or feelings or like suddenly all of your difficult feelings all of your suffering is gone away don't take the fourth noble truth too seriously kind of a come on there and uh, there are those who may disagree with me, and that's fine. They can do whatever they like. But uh, suffering does not come to an end. It's cessation is more about the grasping, the rejection, the fixation. Suffering is uh, everywhere. We have nerve endings, and there's going to be suffering. So the idea there is if you see that there is no real person, there's no that your ego the self-centeredness that there's no identity here another way of traditional way of saying the true is called the true man or you could say true person of no status there's no credential the person may realize this they may study the buddhist path or any or some other path perhaps and realize their true nature that they're not separate from anything so you could say what comes to an end is the belief in someone who's suffering the suffering doesn't come to an end and if you if you receive vows on this path, it's likely you're taking on the suffering of others everywhere. Just because you see that not only through the vow to be with all things, the vow to save all beings, but also you're no longer in a, a box or a cage of your afflictions. You're actually raw and open to everything that's happening, including your own karma, which you're no longer hiding out from. You're actually, as Trungpa Rinpoche would say to his students, uh, be genuine. 
in, in other words, my understanding was just be who you are, be the difficulty you're trying to deal with rather than trying to get away, create some kind of somebody who can get better, somebody who can improve. You cannot improve. What can you do? You can have the illusion you're improving. Somebody can sell you a bill of goods on it. It could, it could even be a Dharma teacher. Could sell you, sell you on it. Some kind of do this and you'll improve, get better, have less suffering. But I wanted, I wanted to stay with that image, and I remember it. But I wanted to bring it out to look at it a little bit. There's several images in this incredible uh, poem, probably written by one man, not necessarily. When the wooden man begins to sing. A stone woman gets up dancing. So just take the title uh, that I'm using for the, this evening talk, the stone woman. It's a stone woman because there's still a woman, but there's no, they're still dancing, but the, the identity is, it's like it's turned to stone. Just an image. It didn't really turn to stone. We've just seen that it was, it had no, no reality, no solid reality to it, although it's a stone, it's uh, made of stone, no longer someone was going somewhere, nor is it no one going nowhere. It's just dancing. And it's dancing out of what you see, you're receiving it, you're looking at it, you're no longer clouded by your fear, you're no longer clouded by your hope, you're no longer clouded, clouded, clouded by anything, the cage of your uh, afflictions has fallen apart, and you didn't even do it. Why didn't you do it? Stone, wood, isn't anyone? Dancing, yes. Singing, yes. Somebody doing any of that? No. So this particular Hokyozamai or Song of the Jewel Mirror, Samadhi, is, is full of images like that. Another one, there is Yi or E with his archer skill could hit a target at 100 paces. But when the arrow points meet head on, what does this do with the power of skill? Arrow points, the arrow points are not going to do that. I'm not say it's impossible, but unlikely. But it's a way of bringing things together in such a way that, that they're, they're not actually brought together, but they were never, never separated in the, in the first place. We separate things out of open fear. Fear, hope for something better, fear of something worse, and on and on. Passion, aggression, ignorance, envy, and so on. So the idea here is to watch the way I teach this, not the only way. Chikantaza, sit down, hold still, and watch the movement of the mind without accepting, rejecting, or shutting down. No comment, no commentary, no elaboration. Takes quite a bit of time to do that. And even after one has uh, slacked off on that addition, subtraction, or division, passion, aggression, and ignorance, the, the self-centeredness will still continue to look for reference points uh, post-meditation or in your everyday life for a while. And there won't necessarily be an event, although some teachers describe it as well, this happened and then this happened and then, then I was liberated. Or maybe they don't say that. Maybe but then I understood things differently. Or however they, they may say it. 
So, but it doesn't have an event quality to it, nor does it have uh, a feeling of realizing something. I sometimes say, if you realize your true nature, you won't know it. There, there will be a knowing, but it won't be somebody knowing it. If somebody knows it, then there's going to be something to defend. If somebody knows it, then there's something to promote. Somebody has to promote their situation to others or to themselves. Stone woman cuts up dancing. Just it's a way of saying that you're liberated. You can you can dance, you can speak, you can participate in pratitya samapada or dependent origination, not in a conceptual way, but but you actually are that. You are the very thing you've been studying. The self-centeredness has been seen through. And it's not that it's not still there, as I've sometimes said. I'll say now the ego is still going to be hanging around. It's, it won't go away necessarily. It just no longer has any authority over anything. No longer operating out of hope and fear. It's not so much something you can accomplish, although it's taught that way in some, some teachers, some lineages, some ways of talking about it. It is totally different. As I've said many times, I'll say it tonight, I, I teach out of what I see, not out of what I know. I know a few things, most of the things I, it's kind of like I used to know them, I don't so much know things, but I'm looking at it. Sometimes called unconditional confidence. The confidence is so powerful that it goes beyond any personhood. It, it's, it's confidence with no, with no one who's confident. You could say, if you wanted to use a relative image, the allegiance to the sufferer, to the pain, to the, the issues we have and the problems and the, uh, based on somebody seeing this problem arising, that allegiance to, to getting rid of that, that allegiance to stopping, that allegiance to healing that. I'm not against healing, of course. I'm just saying, look closely, see if anything needs to be repaired. If you find something that needs to be repaired, uh, you might want to return to the wall for a while, maybe a couple of years, maybe a couple of solitary retreats, or not, or do something else. She is unbowing. Yes, sir. The other line you brought up was the two arrow points meeting. What has this to do with the power of skill? Um, what does realization have to do with any of the actions that we take bowing? Uh, the actions are just things you do until you awaken. And if you, you, you can't create, you can't cause awakening. Awakening is already the case. Everyone here is completely awake. They just don't know it because they don't recognize it. They don't see what it is. As I've said to all of you, both personally and in a group, what you're looking for, you're looking right at it. It's just covered with your preconceptions, your ideas, your judgments, your hope, and your fear about that. Because, and that allows that to completely be other so that you can continue or anyone can continue to maintain some kind of identity based on fear. Sometimes uh, someone who is extremely uh, fearful will stumble into the path and will begin to practice and work with that directly. 
sometimes people who are extremely fearful go another direction and try to cover it up uh, and not look at it by blaming others or blaming themselves or blaming their parents or blaming some attribution of cause. All, all evidence is partial. You know, there's some evidence. You can't see the big picture of anything. Any further questions? Oh, no. How does um, watching what moves, watching the um, grasping, uh, pushing away and ignoring what moves, does that help us see our belief in an identity and a self, a solid self? So to say it very relatively, you're slowly uh, retraining yourself to just watch something, simply put, to just look at it. Just receive it through any of the sense fields, including a, a visual consciousness, uh, smell, taste, hearing, and, and thinking. But thinking is just, you just, we just receive thoughts. It looks like we create them. We do somewhat, but basically, we, if you just receive the thoughts, then the generator of thoughts, that aspect of the consciousness that coils up into a person and starts describing things, judging things, evaluating things, running away from some things, uh, and attacking other things, you know, sometimes described as the five skandhas. But it's not the five skandhas themselves are just, they're, they're fine by themselves. Form, feeling, perception, feeling, perception, those are fine. But when they get together, link arms, so to speak, and become somebody, then that's when it start, the whole thing starts operating out of some kind of protection and kind of not wanting to be vulnerable or exposed so and by looking at this and looking at looking at looking at something arises and we watch the way we add something to it i don't like it simply put something else arises in the mind stream it could be a memory of something that happened three weeks ago something somebody said instead of just fundamentally receiving it like you would a cloud in the sky we personalize it you shouldn't have said that what were they thinking what did they really mean were they this words what speculation speculation the, all the speculation is uh, um, just keeps churning things up and goes in circles just like uh, samsara the whole world is full of circles and that's why the the path to awakening is just a straight line it's right to intention you intend to save all beings you intend to be with all things and be with being with all things is very simple uh, to say very difficult to do because it's not an actual doing of something. It's observing the, the doing that the mind stream keeps throwing out. The, keeps throwing things out. Producing. So receive, receive. If there needs to be production, it should come out of a very clear receiving. And that way, the, the, you don't generate more circular karma. So what it fundamentally is, is we just stop, we stop covering up our Buddha nature. The ego mind, the self-centered mind doesn't want to be vulnerable and doesn't want to be without some kind of thoughts about something. But it's, we're not saying you stop thinking. But your, the quality of the thought is much different when it's in the service of, of, of just receiving than when it's in the service of trying to Make sure that you don't receive the wrong thing or make sure if you do receive something that you really have earned that 
or if you haven't earned it, then maybe nobody will notice that you're taking it. It's just, it's just a labyrinth of self-centeredness that shows up as all forms of narcissism. Some of them are really obnoxious to see for, for ourselves, and some of them are, uh, are, are not, not even apparent. We don't realize that maybe our motivation, say, to be uh, a nurse is more about us wanting to look as a person building up a self that wants to look like a person who helps people rather than fundamentally helping people. Fundamentally helping them. In other, words, in other words, meet them where they're at. If you're a nurse, then you're going to do a more thorough job of doing that if you don't have a big agenda about how you appear to them. Or sometimes someone is so shut down on other people that they they create a persona that about how do they appear to themselves, how they appear to themselves. And then they, they have an idea about how to talk. We've all, you've all been in a, in a room where someone, or maybe you haven't, maybe you have to get to be my age first, where somebody talks baby talk to you because you're old. Or you, you, you sense that they're, they're working on developing some kind of a, an image of who they are. It's not that their intention is evil, or it's just misunderstanding of, of reality, that there are not two things anywhere. And we can talk about this, we can have concepts about it, we have tons of material. It's just, there's, when I started studying about Buddhism in 1960, there was, maybe, I'm not saying there wasn't books in universities, of course there were, were there, but you went to a bookstore, you couldn't find books on this. Half a dozen, maybe, maybe a little few more. Shokobai. Yes, sir. Can we dance before we see who we are fundamentally? You're always dancing. It's just that hope and fear is there too. Uh, how do I look? Am I, am I doing this okay? Do people approve? And those that those feelings may not go away. Dependent origination is very sneaky, in the sense from the point of view of trying to understand it relatively. So we, we, we may still have negative feelings arise, even though you've seen through uh, your uh, sense of a, a separate personhood. You may have seen through that. You may still have some work to do. That might be, some people might see that and suddenly cling to the idea that they realize their true nature. This is why it's very necessary to have a teacher we, we get some kind of feeling that we think we've got it. We think we realize that, but we're still hooked on other, other people, thoughts and so on, certain emotions. Maybe some of them are not so powerful. Thank you. Thank you, Bowing. I still don't understand the, why the image of stone, which seems really solid and fixed, why that is used to convey. Okay. Thank you. Thank you for the question, because I, I, I will address that as best I can. Uh, dancing is is a, an expression that we all do. Everyone is either dance, dances. I've always loved to dance, and I'm actually a terrible dancer. Uh, if I dance with someone, the first thing they do is try to help me. And maybe maybe if you did it this way, maybe you can move. You know, you've been to help me dance, haven't you, before? The only thing I could ever do is whip Nene. 
and I did a bad job of that, but people really laughed, and so I thought I was doing good, but no, were laughing at me. Remember that? You do too. <laughs> 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 <You> liar. <laughs> so the image of stone is not, it's, it's the idea that saying that it's stone, it's no longer, uh, it's a woman, but it's no longer uh, alive as a, the persona of me, the woman, or me, the man. In that case, a woman doing, being a dancer. A stone woman, you just know there's no identity as a separate being. That's what that image is used. A stone woman gets up dancing. They're still dancing. There's still, it might be incredible celebration, but there's no person doing that. From the view of people standing in the room, might see 15 people dancing. One of those people is, there's no self. There's no, there's no solid being there anymore. So it's like, it's like from the point of view of identity or personhood, that might as well be made of stone. No one there. But the dancing is, could be quite outrageous, could be exotic, could be, could be um, um, just movement without any particular rhythm or anything and not particularly uh, good dancing, but it's, but it's a, an expression. Singing, dancing, being genuine, being in the world and functioning in the world as a, as a, uh, as a, as a consciousness showing up in a human form, but no solid center anymore. No, as a trunk program for Jay would say, uh, uh, how do you say, centerless, centerless fringe. Like everything is fringe. There's no, there's no center to anything. So more about that. Is it still puzzling to you? It's like you're, it's like you are, would function you know, to get up and dance. Right now, you might be self-conscious about dancing. You might worry if you're dancing. You might think you're really, really good at dancing. You might even think, what the hell am I dancing for? Any number of things could show up, but even the uh, image that comes up with it has no product, no producer of that. There's no, there's no, no one producing that. So you don't have to mess with or meddle with your, the emotions that rise in your mind stream. That's why I say, sit down, look at the wall and do a ton of it. Look and look and look. look just receive, just receive, re receive and receive and receive. So that eventually you can see more clearly what is actually showing up. And who is, uh, who is uh, uh, aware of what is showing up, if anyone. The things come, are going to come and go, but the one who's watching that is, becomes transparent, another way of saying it, or becomes like a stone woman, not, not a real identity, still a real body, still a real being, real dancing, that's dependent arisen. Aratantra was just dependent on everything else for its apparent singularity. Way of talking about it more. Did that help, or did I just make it? Worse. <laughs> Both. Ah, non-duality. Probably. No. Well, Dabali, in um, the two examples you just did with um, Junshu, the um, you know, her dancing now and then the stone woman dancing, both are dependently originated? Uh, both are expression of everything. origination. Any, everything is dependent on the original. There's anything that's, that isn't 
it's all going it's going to eventually tumble into that particular area it may look like different things if you're talking about the three natures so, so yes what about in that case then what is the difference between those two both are independently originated okay okay describe them again one is um someone being somewhat self-conscious about yes. dancing, and the other one is yes. just expressing dancing. Yes, there's no difference. But until you see it, then we tend to differentiate. There's fundamentally no difference. Fundamentally. Capital F. Fundamentally. But we have to, it's still, there's still a progression that needs to occur there before we, we see there isn't, there is no reference point for anything. So when we're on the cushion looking at our sense of self. Yes. What is looking? What is looking? Mm -hmm. When you're sitting, okay, I see so you're looking up at the ceiling, which tells me you're going back to your memory of sitting, uh, but you do a lot of wall gazing. So you, you sit down and you look at the wall and you're asking me, what is looking? That's your question. Just consciousness is just is looking. There, there's no identity there. There, there. The identity is imputed and reified or established or reinforced by just having a hand, having another hand, having a body, breathing, living as a in this particular human realm. The consciousness, the consciousness that is seeing that, you could say eventually, the mind training eventually, is not necessarily human. It's not separate from human, because this, you're doing it it's very simple from that point of view, but it's not necessarily limited to that. Divine. The stone woman dancing, this consciousness expressing. Without, without, without a center. Without an individual there? Yeah, without. The, the personhood may still be there, but it's seen to be unreal. It's like it's made of, it's like it's stone. Or it's like it's made of uh, chicken feathers. Or it's some kind of. This is an image that comes from the, what, the ninth century, I think. And I, you know, that, about, I'm not a historian, so somewhere in that area, Dong Shan Lianchi. What was his name? Tozan Rokai, Japanese? Nixon. I might have that wrong. I get things wrong all the time. But is there some individuality to the dancing? Yes, yes. The individuality is dependent on the reason. So, like, if, you, if you're born uh, being really a musical, it's, it's dependent on the reason. It may not look like it. There's all kinds of disguises there. Just the ability to uh, think more clearly than your brother, you know, or your or your relative, or your mom. Just that you have a little bit more of this. They might have more of something else. They might have better, you know, be able to shoot hoops better. I mean, I'm just being a little silly, but I'm just saying these are dependently risen. Not you. Not that you can't develop something and get really, really good at something. But if those, uh, you don't. No ownership. 
or no, it's as it says in the Heart Sutra, without uh, Mukhe Geko, without walls of the mind. Those are gone, so there's no walls of the mind. That doesn't mean that you, you know you're going to try to walk through walls, or that you're going to you know, that suddenly now you have an absolute idea how to handle everything. It might be the other way around. You know, you have no idea what's going to happen next. The difference is you don't mind, and ego minds what's going to happen next, and it wants to make sure it's securing its fortress either in the intellect or in, or anything in the life stream or fame, fortune, all of the eight worldly dharmas. Whereas the true person, no status, stone woman, not concerned, but they might be dancing their ass off. It's, a, it's like a, the feeling might be the willingness to do whatever, whatever comes up next with not with a strong attention to what you're doing and strong concern about the balance involved in that. But no second thought about success or failure. It's just you just function. You just function. And you do the best you can with what is showing up, including the humidity and the amount of rainfall and uh, and your particular diet and your particular, particular, particular. So you just function as best you can with the understanding of being, uh, you could say, trapped in a relative realm called the six realms. Trapped in this area for a time being. You are not trapped. Anyone on Zoom have a question? We kind of run out of them here in the monastery. Everybody's kind of dozing off. Kurt's dozing off, are you? Yes. Shut up. Shut up, Is another way of talking about cover up, um, is fixation pointing to the same thing? Yeah. Not being fixed on anything, which means could show up. It doesn't mean you're just fixed and nothing happens. Although it could be that it'd be just a shutting down of something. I can look at that anymore. And you know, 15 years later, that's still under the under. And something comes along with that frequency and starts to resonate with that. That just springs into being in your mind stream and could take on any kind of form. Fixation. And then there's the fixation of just constantly returning to some particular fear or some particular anything. You don't leave me there. Yes, sir. I, you, you that, go ahead and then I'll go to the screen. What does it look like to meet someone where they're at when we're not meeting ourselves where we're at? Be confusing. I mean, might, you might have some clarity about that. But also, if you know you're not meeting yourself where you're at, then you're giving the benefit of the doubt to that whole area. So there's a good likelihood you're going to be doing that with others too. Giving him some room, you're doing that with yourself. Especially someone who is a fully ordained monk, as you are, who practices a lot. You feel like you're not meeting yourself where you're at. This is awareness. It's not a failure. It's just that that's what it feels like to look at this. It can be, it can be difficult. It can be difficulty as we go along sometimes. Uh, it could be thought of as progress. An understanding of progress is not progressive, but maybe recesses more. Who is it? Uh, Ivan Bowing. Ivan, go ahead. Are we are we forming our future um, by our actions today? Probably. I don't think you need, you need to even ask me that. 
We know well, I'm thinking. I'm thinking on a karmic level. Always. Always. This causes that. Causes that. Causes that. So there are results of our actions now. You can look at it that way, but not not. It's not fundamentally a result. It's just part of what's happening. We can we have the conclusion part of it. We do that with it. But from the point of view of no personhood, there, nothing gets concluded, nothing gets started. Everything is just showing up as it is, as it is, as it is. If we go back, if we went to right and wrong or got to make the right decision, got to make the right decisions. That's all over society. But you need to make the right decisions, don't you? You need to go along with that to some extent, but not completely. Thank you. Uh, I have another question. Go ahead. Uh, what's, what's the difference or similarity between karma and dependent origination? It's similar, same thing. Karma just means action. Uh, just uh, dependent origination means that anything that is showing up is dependent on everything else, the actions of everything else, or it's a apparent singularity or apparent uh, separation, apparent separation. It's the way of talking about it. It's, it's, it's written about all over the place and, and it's, it gives me a headache to read about it because it, you can get in and start to talk about it so conceptually that it's conceptually, it's, you know, it can be accurate, but it needs to be seen. We don't see with concepts. Concepts can give us a structure to get up in the, in the netherworld where you can finally see what this is. But it's not concepts. That's the raft use a metaphor. That's how we get across the river of samsara to use those very relative ideas. But the concept is not it. You actually see it. And when you see it, you may know how to use concept to convey concepts or language to convey it to others to help them train their minds. You may not. Shoka. Shoka Bowing. If we see dependent origination, does that show up with as much precision as the concepts do. Give me an example. Shokobang, just thinking of uh, the question about karma, looking at the Abhidharma, how just how specific all the different ways of cause and effect can arise conceptually. Are those seen? They could be. You have another way of asking the question. It'll get me closer to what it is you want to know. Or just tell me what you want to know. Shokabang, is, um, will we be clear about dependent origination when we see it? Yes, you would be clear about it. You might not be able to convert what you see into words or into language or into teaching. You may or may not. But if you see it, uh, I, I'm not a particular authority on this from the point of view of I know and what nobody else knows or something like that. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying what I see is not separate. I don't see, I see beings that are separated. I see faces everywhere. I see myself in the mirror. But the fundamental understanding is nothing is separate. 
this is that's why this is sometimes called an illusion because the illusory quality of it is that there's some kind of autonomy some kind of free choice or or free will or all the other phantasmagoria that runs down through all the philosophies from i haven't read a lot of philosophers but read enough to know that everybody's got an idea how this whole thing works and they're pretty sure of it sure sure and the concepts make us doubt something that we do see clearly could yes you could if you, if you you see what it is and it's just eventually you just see what it is you see it you receive it by receiving 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 eventually what you receive you get down to the final pages of 1920s Webster's Dictionary, which is how many pages are those? Pretty big. The print is like, well, I don't know if there's even a point for that number of times. You mentioned setting type for one of those and knowing that you're never going to get finished and you're probably going to have to pay, pass that on to your son, your daughter. That's what you want to know, right? Oh. It might be, it might be clear. In spite of the concepts, the concepts might come along and you will pay respect to those. You won't, you won't argue with the concepts, but, but your clarity will will come beyond the concepts. Because you see it. Uh, it's not a name of something. It's not a description of something. It's it's uh, ineffable. Undes it's, it's un you can't describe it. Well, use little simple ideas like the stone woman gets up dancing when man begins to sing. Or two arrows meet. It's impossible. So that's why those kinds of images are used. If you see it, you, you see it. And time and space collapse. Do they actually collapse? No, they're still there because we have stuff. We have clock, tick, 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 tick. You notice those things? Big, now they just have numbers. Yeah, we just put one in the windows. Much to everyone's dismay, there's now a clock in the end. It saves you getting uh, like the coronanes. Yeah, by constantly looking at your, constantly looking at your clock, you just get a smart neck. <laughs> are they going to ring that bell? Uh, it's the dawn's going to sleep. <laughs> After several hours, so you will see it. I can't guarantee anything. All I can tell you is what I'm looking at. I could not. I could not have given this talk 15 years ago. I, could, I had no idea. I had some kind of idea, but I couldn't have done this. Jake Bowing. Yes, sir. What is it about the wooden man singing that caused the stone woman to dance? Uh, uh, well, I think it was jealousy. <laughs> like I can do something you can't do. I don't know. I, I, it's, I think there are two images that are, that are 
similar because one's singing, one's dancing, one's a man, a woman. But the idea is there behind those images, and I think you already know this, but I'm going to say it again, is, is the, the, the expression, the karma, the causes and conditions. You could also say, say the stone woman uh, uh, has a headache. Uh, the wooden man uh, breaks his leg. You could, you could use that. It doesn't work as well. It's not quite as romantic, but you could use it because it doesn't happen to a person. It, it happens and there's suffering, but there's no person suffering. The, the suffering could be uh, dependent, here again, dependent, dependently arisen, could be more intense because you're no longer covering it up with your accusations or your, or your whining or your complaining about it. Of course, I, I complain about everything, don't I? You know? So I'm just teaching this. I haven't done this. So telling you guys about it. Good luck. Other questions? Can I stop from sneezing or yawning? Yawning? No. Feels great to yawn, doesn't it? The stone woman gets up yawning. No yawner. You know what I'm saying? You have a question? You should have. Question? Yes. Earlier you mentioned something about you might have concern for the balance of things, but not necessarily about right or wrong. Yes. What did you mean by the balance? You would just see that things are out of balance. But it's dependently arisen, so there's no one who's wrong. It's like uh, if you try to enter into uh, the difficulty is in our politics. It's not that you shouldn't, you could, but you might want to look at the aggression, passion, aggression, ignorance, you're covering it up, covering up to even motivate you to go in and try to work on the modify relative truth. It's uh, you could do some of that, but you might want to train your own mind because you see the imbalance, but you know better than to jump in the middle of a whirlwind and say, everybody calm down. It's a goddamn whirlwind, but we only see part of it. If you see the if you see the entirety of it, then you see that uh, that landslide that, that is whatever it is, whether it's slavery or all the mistreatment of black and brown people or women down through the centuries, has been going on forever. And so, without mind training, even if you went in and protested, you're still you're still using uh, American Sign Language to talk to blind people. Not going to work. They, they don't even hear you. They just hear their own ideas about what you said. They're project you say something, they project onto that. It happens in families. It happens in marriages. So that's why it's so important that for each of us, just train your mind, find a way. You don't need to move into a monastery. But you might find a way to sit down, look at the wall, and, and see deeply into who you are. You are fundamentally, fundamentally.
A question from Jethro in the UK. Can ultimate truth be seen and then become covered over again? Ultimate truth can't be seen. Can't see, an eyeball can't see itself. There's a metaphor for that. You are ultimate truth. You can't really see yourself. As far as covering over, uh, yes, you know, to some extent, a way that that could something like that that could show up is that you will have a flash. Uh, Japanese tradition is uh, called kensho or insight into your nature, into your your uh, true nature. Insight, some insight into the ultimacy of everything, and then that could get could get covered up by grasping at it, by turning it into something you saw. And then, because you wanted to keep going, so you you've turned uh, you've turned that into a relative situation, rather than just you see it, it goes away, it doesn't need to stay there. Yokoro. Yokoro Bowing. There's a question in the chat box from Saltrim. Saltrim. Saltrim Bowing. Does the concept of reincarnation suggest that there is a separate consciousness or soul that would pass into a future life? This seems confusing if our true nature is not separate. Thank you, Bowing. Yeah, so yeah, so that's a, that's a way of looking at it. And it looks like uh, I'm dying or someone's dying and then our consciousness uh, transmigrates into another lifetime. That's the story about it. But what actually happens, we don't really know because every time someone passes from the physical form, whatever happens, there's no way of, of, of seeing, uh, of saying or predicting how that's going to show up because the causes and conditions that have been, that have, that have come into this world when that person was born have, uh, have been uh, stabilized in the identity and then that lifetime is carried out. And then when that person uh, passes away, if they if they have uh, had some understanding of their true nature, then what happens after that may be a lot different than someone who lived maybe a similar in similar way, maybe a brother or someone close. But the one person spent their whole time just trying to make money, trying to get ahead, trying to be famous, trying to trying to trying to, and the other person spent their time trying to see their true nature. Just using, just making up a story. I would say when the body mind collapses, if one person is constantly identified with success, the body, the eight worldly dharmas, uh, success and failure, gain and loss, life and death, even. And the other person, so what happens with the consciousness there? Uh, the, the, the identity is so solid that we've actually turned into it. And do I know this? I don't know. I don't know. I have no, I have no proof of anything. But the identity of I need this or the fear of death is so intense because they were so identified with their body. So that person, their their ongoing persona can uh, uh, will get will produce its own oxygen, so to speak, to continue in the intermediate state. And this is called karma that brings you right back again to uh, you. You you passed go. you got $200, but you're right back to the beginning. Or the other metaphor was, you know, you got from third grade to eighth grade, but you're right back to uh, 
third grade again because you didn't really see you didn't really see it you live life maybe you didn't harm anyone maybe your whole motivation was materialistic as it says as Trungpa Rinpoche talks about in his book uh, cutting through spiritual materialism spiritually material materialistic gaining idea getting something <clears throat> Augie, go ahead. Augie Bowing, you, you mentioned earlier that uh, that uh, painful emotions could become even more intense when there uh, when there isn't uh, the illusion of the solid sense of self that's been, say, repressing holding down, pushing down yes. those, and then those come to the surface. But isn't there also the, the opposite effect that when, uh, if there isn't this, this sense of solid sense of a person here, who's like for me is like often under threat and, and vulnerable, if that eases, when I feel it eases occasionally, then the fear, uh, the fear, the sense of threat, and like a pain that I could have, doesn't isn't exaggerated, isn't multiplied by the fear. Oh, this pain's going to turn into uh, it's a disease. I'm going to have this condition. I'm not going to be able to walk right. All these stories start from the from the fear, and I, you know, I found when when those, when those stories don't get going so much, or I see through them. The fear comes down. The resistance then decreases, and I, and it seems like it's the opposite effect. Then the painful emotion uh, declines. What's your question? So, we, so even though you 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 seem to highlight the effect of increased painful emotions, I can see where actually it'd be it'd be the isn't it the opposite? Can be. Oh. It could be either one. I'm just uh, I'm saying that the, <clears throat> if there's been a lot of cover up going on, there might be the the pain might be increased. But uh, if there's just the cover up of of, uh, of that is uh, that there's somebody having that emotion, so I, you know I don't know if there's a way to deconstruct the whole thing. I'm just saying that you. One of the th ways this will show up if somebody begins meditation that's never meditated before, maybe the first two or three years, they might find themselves, uh, from their perspective, getting worse because they're actually starting to look at uh, layers of things that have been covered up. So that's all I'm really saying there. Uh, the life is suffering, and it's not as long as there's a human form, there's going to be some suffering. But is there a sufferer? Is there someone? Is there a sufferer here? And is are others? being suffering are they actually you see the reality here of no self you see through the personhood and, uh, and possibly maybe right away maybe later you'll see the person through the personhood of others see there's really no beings to save therefore you should save all beings mm -hmm. therefore you should put others before yourself they don't understand what you understand 
your understanding is, is is choiceless. You can't if you see this, you can't help but be at the service of everyone. This doesn't mean you let people push you around or take advantage of you. Okay. If there's a final question, I'll take it. Otherwise, we can just close. Augie, go ahead. Yeah, in in a lot of traditions, you hear that suffering is the result of resistance. Resistance to pain, painful emotions, whatever. And that realization brings a complete cessation, I guess, to the resistance and therefore cessation to the suffering. Uh, is that a is that an equivalent valid way of looking at it, or does it just does it miss then a key point, Bowing? So let's put it this way: I don't I don't see it that way, but that doesn't mean that that, that the way it's being seen there isn't way beyond what I understand. So I'm not claiming anything. The way it looks is life is suffering, and it is promoted, as the Buddha said 2,500 years ago, or created by desire for something else. Whatever happens, we don't we don't like that, or not satisfied with something else, or we want more of that, or less of this, or more or less, or more or less. That particular area won't necessarily uh, fall away. I mean, it could. But it's it's this it's this self-centered the imputation of there's somebody who can get ahead, somebody who can fall behind, somebody who can be right, somebody who can be wrong, somebody who is suffering, somebody who's gotten rid of suffering. That whole identity whole identity structure shows up there as long as there's uh, someone. So, Augie Bowing, uh, Trumpo Rinpoche, speaking of of the noble truth at all, he he seems to make a very strong case in one book or both of those main books that the second noble truth is is incorrectly stated as well. He even says, I think outright, that it's really, he calls it, what, the fraud, the myth, the great hoax, that there's a solid being. And I think he says outright that that's the cause of suffering. Did you ever hear him speak like that and even challenge whether the second, that's not actually the second noble truth versus no. desire, bowing? No. Well, <clears throat> that would be an accurate way of saying it. I wouldn't challenge him. I just, I'm just talking about it as regards the traditional teachings. But yes, it's belief, uh, belief in a personal self. But that personal self wants stuff. So I'm saying it's desire mm. aligned with and desire. The grasping, the rejection, the shutting down, and the ignorance per perpetuates the belief that there's somebody who's in danger, or somebody who can get ahead, or somebody who can make the right choices. It's, it's just, yeah, that from that point of view, I would use his words. It's a fraud. It's a, as I've sometimes said, it's a clown on the roof. Hmm. They might still hang around because illusions don't necessarily go away. You just see that they're unreal. So your ego might show up as still showing up and having a few comments here and there, but you know, you have a sense of humor about it. You might not have a, a sense of humor the first 30 seconds somebody insults you. You might be affected by it, but it, it won't last because there's no fixation. 
on defending yourself, explaining yourself, fighting with the person, doing anything. <clears throat> if you get too, too holy, you know, then you aren't going to be able to teach anybody because you're, you distance yourself, you're, you no longer suffer and there's no longer a self, and that kind of thing. But passion, aggression, and ignorance just can still arise. It just can't find a solid recipient for that anymore. Uh, Augie Bowing, speaking of passion, aggression, and, and ignorance, I think in, I'm trying to get straight in, uh, in looking at the details of fixation, it sounds like you're saying that we can get to the point where we can look at, at uh, passion or aggression as it's in place, as it's, as it's in play, actually there, we can get to the point with practice, with sitting, where we can not stare, look at that, observe that, with, and see its detail without just getting lost right, right away in it and, and lost and, and uh, can't remember the word, uh, absorbed, absorbed in it to where the looking then stops and it's replaced by that absorption in it. Well, uh, is, is, <clears throat> there's a word for it, a couple words for it. It's called a sense of humor. <laughs> No longer take yourself too seriously. Uh, uh -huh. even, though, even though things come up and they're, they're aggravating or they're, there's a, there's a little bit of give there. So, and awakening is not a state of mind. It is mind. And yet it's not mind at all. It's just not, it's not too anything you make, time you make a statement about anything, it's also its opposite. As long as we're in this realm of human beings, relative realm. Shisho, have you got a harmonica? Oh, that was just a pen. Yes, Shisho, uh, yeah, that's my pen. I was going to break into song there for a minute. <laughs> yeah, old man, that's right, Bowing. <laughs> I'll take a final question if there is one, or we can just stop. Yuhong Bowing. Yuhong, go ahead. One more. I, I did not hear the whole metaphor you said about the stone woman dancing. Yes. Um, but you mentioned that she started to dance when she heard the music and you mentioned the jealousy. What is the jealousy? Sorry. Jealousy? Jealousy? Yes. I don't know. In that metaphor. I don't know. Did I say something about jealousy? Huh? Oh, I made a joke. Uh, uh -huh. Since you said I was joking, so I, I don't know about the jealousy, but I, I might have said something about that because I'm, I think it's kind of spaced out. But that jealousy, isn't that a devotion to bowing? I, I'm not sure how you're using it, perhaps. How are you using it? Are you asking me or? Yeah, I'm asking you, yes. I see that as devotion, bowing. Okay, I'll go with that. Bye. Okay, I guess we can dedicate the merit.
Make merit of this country into all places, so that we and every sentient being together can realize the Buddha's way. If you value the teachings of Sokozan and you would like to support his teaching work and the functions of Sokokoji Buddhist Temple Monastery, which also supports monk and practice residents, please consider giving a donation by visiting our website at sokokoji.org.